Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. In prayer, continue to pray for the right family and watch family. And continued prayer for the Peters family. And also we're praying uh, for Sister Russian there in Winniewood. She lost her brother in Gainesville. So we're in prayer for that Flowers Rushing family. Amen. Uh, we are in an uncertain time. And it seems like the deaf angel is footloose and fancy free. And many of us are trying to interpret our times. Some may even be questioning God. God has sent me here tonight to share with you a message entitled, A Call to Persevere in Faith. A Call to Persevere in Faith. And we're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. It's there in your handouts. I believe it's three slides on your screen. And I want us to read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. the Lord. Again, today we're sharing a message, a call to persevere in faith. 
a call to persevere in faith. We want you to know tonight, as you are called to persevere in faith, we want you to know that if you're going to persevere in faith, you've got to convene or converge to God. If you're going to persevere in faith, you have to have confidence in God. And if you're going to persevere in faith, you're going to have to count on God. Converge to God. Have confidence in God. And count on God. We want Christians to know tonight that you, as Christians, should persevere in their faith in God. Christians should persevere in their faith in God. As I said before, undoubtedly, we are living in uncertain times. As I said, it seems like that death angel is footloose and fancy free and and maybe everyone at the sound of my voice has been affected by the loss of these loved ones. But not only that, as you listen and look at the news probably this morning, you heard about an eight point something earthquake. You heard about the tsunami warnings. If you look at the news there, the world is concerned about the nuclear testings there in North Korea. It seems like our times are very, very troublesome times. If you listen to the news all throughout this last week, you could see that they were showing the countless numbers of fires that were raging across the United States. And a week back, you've heard about the tornadoes there in Dallas. And it seems like we're living in a, a time that, is, that is, makes us want to be anxious, a time that... That really is, as we put everything together, it seems like a very horrible time to be alive in this day and time. And as I've seen and as I've recognized some of the things that are going on in our community, as well as some of the things that are going on in our world, I, and as I pray for the members who have been affected by all of this, I prayed and I asked the Lord, what is it that you want me to share with Bethlehem? What is it that you want me to share with those who are grieving and those who have lost? What is it that, that, that you want to say to your people here at Bethlehem and uh, uh, to all all who may be listening in, what is it that you would have me to say? What can the man of God say in times such as this? What can be said when there are no words all oh, to uh, explain the pain that you may be going through and the heartache that you're going through? What can be said to, to speak peace to the storm? What, what can be said to, that could give you some encouragement and some hope for such a time as this? What can be said? 
And the Lord simply told me to let him know that he's calling, calling us to persevere. A call to persevere in faith. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, persevere by faith. You know, we say persevere by faith because faith is something that 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 that, that, it, that can't be explained. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Faith, you know, you may not have it, you may not be able to feel it. So the only way that you're going to get through such a time as this is you you're going to have to allow God to uh, create something in your life. Uh, ex nihilo, and that ex nihilo is that faith. That faith means that faith means to make something out of nothing. And we look at our day and time and see what's going on and we can't see anything. It seems like we're, we're losing. We're losing people. We're losing peace. We're losing sleep. Oh, we're, and we're anxious about everything that's going on in the world. But I'm so glad that I don't have to have anything but faith. And I know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And as a result, I can surely trust in God in a time when I can't understand in a time that I'm mourning in a time that I'm sad in a time of loss I can simply by faith just trust in God and the way that we do that in such a time as this and it may be the why the reason why God is doing this is is that he wants you to get closer to him say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God wants you closer to him. Oh, if you don't believe me, the word says this morning or this afternoon or this evening to convert to God, to converse to God. For the text says, let us draw near to God. I said the text said, let us draw near to God in the same way that them disciples, when they were out in the middle of the storm, and the storm went off, and Jesus was at the bottom of the boat sleep. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he rebuked them for not having faith. Oh, because he, he, he uh, they went down and they woke him up and they posed the question, Perish thy not that we perish. And Jesus got up and spoke peace to the soul, but he rebuked him for not having faith. So the proper way that they should have went through that storm is even though the, 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 the waves were pouring over into the boat, and it seemed like they would sink, they should have all went to the bottom of the boat and drew near to Jesus, leveled up, up to Jesus and got closer to Jesus and that's what God is trying to do for some of us for such a time as this he wants us close to him say to your neighbor again neighbor for neighbor you better draw closer to God because that's the only way you're going
going to make it. That's the only way you're going to persevere is that you've got to get closer to God. Oh, you can't keep God far off and away right now. You're going through too much heartache, too much pain, too much sorrow. And it's either draw near to God or suffer the consequences. You say, preacher, what are the consequences? Sometimes the consequences is, is you try to, oh, take care of your own pain. How do you do that, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Oh, you turn to the model. You turn to drugs. You turn to prescription drugs. You turn to methamphetamine. You turn to all of that stuff that can enable you to escape. But for a very moment of time, oh, but there's consequences to that stuff. That stuff has a bite to it. That stuff leads to death. But God is trying to lead you to life. For the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I heard my God say that he come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So if you want to have life during a time as this, if you want to make it through such a time as this, you've got to, to draw nearer to God. You've got to convene with God. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, God is talking to you. He wants to get closer. I'm so glad what Psalm 78, 28 says. It says, but as for me, it is good to be near God. For as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. And I tell and I will tell of all your needs. I'm so glad that the psalmist helped us to see that it's a good thing to be near God because when you're near God, then you can take refuge in God. Oh, let me say that again. When you're near to God, then it means you can take refuge in God. In the same way, some of you may have oh, those storm shelters and when that tornado warning or that tornado emergency goes off, oh, and it's coming your way, oh, your impulse, your action is it's to go take refuge in the storm shelter. And, there, and there's been a tornado of death that's gone out in Paul's Valley, in Winniewood, in surrounding communities. Oh, like Gainesville. And there up in the city, there's a tornado, a tornado of death that has gone off. And it's not time for you to panic. It's time for you to take refuge. And the only place that I know that can protect you better than the storms in this life is the sovereign Lord who is a refuge in the middle of the storms of this life when it seems like everything is falling apart when it seems like London Bridge is falling down in your life oh you better turn and you better run to your refuge and somebody told me here in the text that my refuse. I said my refuge. The place that I run. The place that I turn to. The place that I seek an escape. My secret place. My place is in the Lord who is my refuge and my strength and ever present help in a time of trouble. Oh somebody here better learn to take refuge in the God 
Jackie also used to sing, draw me nearer, draw me nearer, nearer, precious Lord. Oh, you better draw near right now in Jesus' name because you can't make it through this storm all by yourself. You can't make it. Oh, it's too much for you and it's too much for anybody that don't have God. You better turn. You better converge to the God that I serve in Jesus' name. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better draw near in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, you better draw near because stuff like this will make you lose your mind. You better draw near because stuff like this will make you want to take your own life. You better draw nearer, nearer, nearer to my precious Lord. He is, oh, a song shelter. He is an escape. You better run to him right now in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, you better run to him. In Jesus' name, you better run to him. You better run to him. He's calling you to persevere in faith. He's calling you to converge to God. And the only way that you can converge to God is that you've got to have confidence in God. Confidence in God. In the same way, when the time was left at the end, of the clock. Oh, in Jordan days. Oh, in Jordan days. If the game was on the line, they'd want the ball to be in Jordan's hands. And don't you know, this game of life is on the line for you right now. It's too much. But don't you know, you better put your ball in the hands of the Lord and know that he and have confidence in him and let him take your shots. Oh, in this time, you better have confidence in God. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better have confidence in God. In Jesus' name. Oh, for the writer of the text says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings Oh, a full assurance. Somebody here tonight in an unsure world, in unsure times, in an unsure family needs to have confidence in God and have full confidence, full assurance that God is still seated on the throne, that God, oh, is still in control, that God, oh, knows my troubles. God knew I would lose and God knew that if I turned to him that he could enable me to make it through oh it's a heartache it's a pain oh to go through what some of you are going through but you better put your full assurance in God in Jesus name in Jesus name with full assurance 
that faith brings. Faith brings full assurance. Peter, that man whose, his, whose name means a lot to the Christian faith. Peter, oh, from which this rock I will build my church. This Peter had this to say in First Peter chapter 1 verse 21. This is what he said. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him that first oh, mentioned there is talking about God's resurrection power. You believed in the God that could raise Jesus from the dead. You believe in that same God not only raised him from the dead but glorified him. But that's not all it says. And so your faith and hope are in God. I said your faith and your hope are in God. I said your faith and your hope is in God. Oh, I said your faith and your hope is in God. Faith, faith, the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is in God. That hope that will enable you to get through such a time as this. That hope that can't explain why how you're going through, uh, how you're opening up your eyes up uh, every day because uh, you're going through so much uh, that this time, that hope uh, that carries you, that faith uh, and that hope uh, that's walking with you, that faith uh, and that hope uh, that allows you to rest in God uh, and allow Him uh, to leave uh, one pair of footprints uh, in the sand at this time in your life. Uh, some of you can't walk, that's okay. Uh, let faith carry you. Oh, some of you can barely walk. That's okay. Let hope carry you. Oh, some of you better put your faith and your hope in God. Because if you don't, you won't make it. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better have confidence in God. Confidence in God. That's going to be the only thing that enables you to run to him. To, to converge to him. Because you have confidence. You know that he can handle it. I cannot handle it, but he can. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, I can't handle it, but he can. It's reminded of this story. I used to know names. As I told this story, but I forgot, but it was of this distant runner, this distant runner who at one time was hoping to medal in the Olympics. Oh, but something happened to this distant runner. Oh, where he hurt himself and he could barely limp through the race. And the winners had went on and won the race. And oh, the, the second place winner, the third place winner, and many after him. Oh, for as that crowd was looking out on the court, they noticed, oh, this young runner who was still trying to run even though he 
was hurt. This young runner was still trying to persevere. Oh, even though he was hurt, he wouldn't quit. He persevered. But all of a sudden, up in the crowd, they noticed the crowd began to part. They noticed that there was a man running, a man that was running that wasn't in the race, but he was running down from the crowd. He wasn't in the race. Oh, he wasn't even supposed to be on the track, but he broke through oh, security and he ran out oh, to catch that young runner who was barely making it. Well, it turns out oh, that that person was that young man's father and that young man's father uh, caught him and began to help him not to off the course, not out of the race, but he began to help him to continue the race and help carry him over oh, the finish line as everybody else stood and applauded this young boy's tenacity, his perseverance as they applaud this father's situatedness that would go down and help his son in a time of trouble. Some of you right now are hobbling on the track right now. You can barely make it, but the Lord sent me here today to let you know that your heavenly father is breaking through the crowd. Your heavenly father is coming out to the track of your life as you hobble, as you persevere in your race. He's going to pick you up and he's going to carry you through such a time as this. I said he's going to pick you up and carry you through such a time as this. Oh, we all hobble at times in this life. Oh, we all get discouraged. We all get depressed. We all get messed up at some time or another. But God wants you to know that if you mess up, you won't be messed up by yourself. Because God is going to come see after you in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, hold on. Help is on the way in Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. I see your heavenly Father coming to visit you in that secret place where you're crying. I see your heavenly Father come to visit you as you have to be strict for those who are in your family that don't know God. I see your heavenly Father coming to see after you so that you may be used oh, to help others in such a time as this because as God strengthens you, he gives you the strength to help others in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, put your confidence in God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus, give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. I said, give God a hand clap of praise up in here. But you already feel him helping you out. Give him a hand clap of praise as you feel his strength. It's strengthening your body, strengthening your mind, strengthening your emotions, strengthening your mental capacities to make it through such a time as this. Give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. 
now that you already won the victory, that you've already, the devil has threw his worst at you, but you still have a praise in you. Keep praising him right now. Praise him right now. Hallelujah. Shabbat God up in here. Shabbat means to, to lose your mind. The devil wanted you to lose your mind in the other way, but you better lose your mind in God right now. You better take your refuge in him. You better have confidence in him. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. I said in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh neighbor. I feel my help coming. Say it again. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh neighbor. I feel my help coming. Right now in Jesus name. I'm so glad I made it to the household of the Lord where I can change my perspective and I can get my eyes turned to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that I ask or can imagine in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name to learn to converge on God you better learn to put your confidence in God. And you better learn, lastly, to count on God. I said, you better learn to count on God. Who else you going to count on? Who else you going to count on? You better learn to count on God. For in verse 23 says, let us hold unanswerably to the hope we profess. I say it again, the text says, let us hold unanswerably to the hope that we profess. Oh, unanswerably. Even if God don't answer me, I'm going to hold on unanswerably in the hope that I profess. For I know what the word says, and I know how to stand on his word, and I'm going to stand on his word, for his word says, for he who promised is faithful, he who promised is faithful, he who promised that he would never leave me or forsake me, he promised me that, his word said that he'll never leave me or forsake me, him who promised, I'm going to stand on that, I'm going to stand on his promise, even when I can't understand, I'm going to stand on his promise with tears in my eyes. I'm going to stand on his promise even though I may have a sleepless night. I'm going to stand on his promise even though I may have lost my appetite. I'm going to stand on his promise even though I don't have answers to tell my family and friends. Oh, I'm going to stand on his promise. I said I'm going to stand on his promise, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better stand on his promise in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. When I stand on his promise, I have a hope, an answer hope. Oh, I have a hope that I profess. I'm so glad 
this book of Lamentations help us uh, to see uh, this whole book uh, oh, which means to lament and some of you right now you're lamenting you're lamenting over the death uh, of a loved one you're lamenting uh, over our days and time you're lamenting uh, over not knowing what tomorrow brings you you're lamenting uh, over the sickness in your body you're lamenting over the struggles uh, in your marriage you're lamenting over not having enough money that seem like you can't make it. You're lamenting. I'm so glad that in the midst of a lament, oh, I'm so glad in the midst of a lament, oh, that Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says this, and listen up, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. I said because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. We're not going to lose it. We're not going to give up. Oh, it's hot right now, but I'm going to make it through the fire. I will not be consumed. I will not give up. I will not lose my faith. I'm going to keep hoping against hope. I'm going to keep believing against belief. I will not be consumed. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I will not be consumed in Jesus' name. I will not be consumed. I said I will not be consumed. For his compassion never fails. Even though it seems like I got on me as much as I can take. The Bible says that he won't put on me more than I can take. Oh, even though oh, it seems like this weight is hard. Oh, it seems like I can't make it through. I will not. I will not. I will not be consumed. I said I will not be consumed. This storm won't overtake me. I'm going to walk across the storms like it's solid ground. I'm going to keep my stride. I'm going to keep my spiritual swagger in Jesus' name. My spiritual belief in Jesus' name. I will not be consumed for his compassions never fail because what? Even though that Tuesday morning when this preacher couldn't sleep I couldn't sleep that night. Went to bed early. I couldn't sleep that night. Oh, finally fell asleep. At one o'clock, woke back up at three o'clock that night. Oh, oh, and couldn't sleep. And then went back to sleep at five that night. And, and when I got up that morning, I had got some calls. Some calls that I missed. But I want to let you know that the preacher may have missed your call, but God never missed your call. Oh, and when you can't contact the preacher, and when you can't contact that spiritual person that you turn to, you better learn to converse on God. You better learn 
So put your confidence in God. You better learn to count on God because he's the only one that can say, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll never miss a phone call. Oh, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Oh, you better turn to him in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, because some of us went to sleep and it says that they are new. What a new, his mercies are new every morning. And I'm so glad that in the midst of a lament, oh, the writer says what? Great is your faithfulness. Oh, let me say that again. He said, great is your faithfulness. Say, say it with me. Great is your faithfulness. Say it again. Great is your faithfulness. Say it again. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, great is his faithfulness. Oh, I may not know. Oh, in my intelligent mind, I'm going to make it through. I'm mourning, but I know about him. I know and I turn my attention to him. I run to him. I convene in him. I, I have confidence in him. And not only that, but I count on him. I count on him. I can count on him. I can count on him. When I can't count on nobody else. When I can't count on nobody else. And others will, will forsake me either. Or maybe intentionally or unintentionally. I can count on him. I can count on him. I can count on him. And because I can count on him. I can make it through. Even this time. I can make it through. I can stand on his word. And know that word that says precious. Oh, in the sight of the Lord is the death of a saint. I can stand on his word. Oh that Jesus is coming back again. And, and because Jesus is coming back again. I know there may be fires. But the earth won't be consumed. There may be earthquakes. And I know that the earth cannot be consumed because Jesus has to have something to come back to. Hello, somebody. Uh, let me say it again. Jesus has to have, oh man, can't destroy this world. Fires can't destroy, the devils can't destroy it. So I can count on God and his faithfulness to see me through such an uncertain time. And he's calling us to persevere in faith. And you said, preach, I don't have no faith. That's good because the text says, great is thy faithfulness. That means he has faith for you and the miss is for you. He has the faith for you to make it through such a time as this. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we're going to make it through. Such a time. Again, we've got to converge. And this is a good night to converge because we're supposed to pray anyway. That's what prayer is. It's converging on God. And you pray in your heart. You pray in your mind. You pray out loud. In order for you to pray, you've got to have confidence in God. 
because ain't nobody going to ask anybody who they don't think can help them to help them. Hello, somebody. You've got to have confidence in him. And then you've got to, after you pray and have that confidence, you've got to count on it. You've got to get up and look up your eyes unto the hills from which cometh your help. And you've got to get up and you've got to go out and be a representative of hope in such a time as this. A representative of faith in such a time as this. A servant to the families and the friends in such a time as this. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Bethlehem! Ain't no better time like the present. Bethlehem! There's no better time like a presence. No better time like the present. Shall we pray? Father God, we come tonight. Our hands are already thrown up, Father. Our minds confused. Can't sleep, can't eat. Father, you told us and gave us the prescription. So bow down head and a bow down heart. Bow down mind. You gave us the scripture. You told us, Father, to, to draw near to you, Father. There's no better way to draw near to you, Father, than through prayer. And I come tonight, Lord, wanting to pray and intercede on behalf of the right family, Father. Especially Brother Rodney, Father, who lost both his mother and his wife, Father, within two hours of time, Father. And, and those, Father, like Sister Nail, Lord, who are part of our body, Oh, Father, we intercede on behalf of the whole right family and the extended family because many people were touched. Oh, Father, because nobody saw it coming. Forty-two years young, Father. Father, we humble, humbly bow our eyes unto and our heads unto you and our minds unto you, Lord. And we don't question you, Father. We just ask the Father to give us the strength to make it through, Father. Give us the strength, oh, to stand with the families as a church here at Bethlehem, even though many are related, give us the strength, oh, to make it through such a time as this, oh, Lord, and to manifest your caring love for such a time as this, Lord. In Jesus' name, we lift up the right family. We lift up the Watts family, Father. Oh, Father, we lift up the Peters family. Family, Father, oh Father, for they have a loss. And we pray, Lord, that you would touch and that you would comfort for such a time as this, Lord. In Jesus' name, in the only way that you can, the only power that you can, Father, touch, Lord. We pray, Lord, for the flowers and the rushing families. They've had a loss as well, Father. And we pray, Lord, 
especially for Sister Russian, Father, who's been a strength and a pillar in our community. Lord, touch her, Lord, strengthen her, encourage her, Father, through such a time as this and the loss of her brother, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, may you comfort, Lord, with a comfort that you have, Father. We pray, Lord, for Clifford Jean's family, Father, and their loss. Father, we pray a special prayer for Joe Ray, Father, who's in critical condition, Father. That death angel seems to be footloose and fancy free. But we know, Father, that the only power he has is the power that you give him. And Father, therefore, we can only trust in you for such a time as this. We pray, Lord, for peace in all of these families. We pray, Father, for peace in the world. In Jesus' name. Peace from the storms. Peace from the fires. Peace from the tornadoes. Oh, peace from nations that would go rogue. We pray, Lord, and we believe that Jesus still is the Prince of Peace. And that he's still seated on the right-hand side of the Father. And as a result, he still can speak peace right now. And we pray, Lord, peace in our church, peace in our family, peace in our communities, peace. Oh, in our state, our peace, in our world, Father, we turn to you, Father. Not only do we turn to you, but we take refuge in you. We run to you, Father. We hide in you. Hello Father. again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Count on you, before we sign off. We just Father, want to make tonight, sure to you, that you have a personal relationship Jesus. with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life, get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a 
child of the living king. You have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma. 55 miles south of Oklahoma City, and we'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision, to reality, and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality, because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 
100. And you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart. We need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website. www.heargodsword.com.